0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of downtime with downstar episode 204 and today we're here with noah Delilo of everything <laughs> funk fashion prince by funk prince by prince rs dude you're hustling brother what do you dude, I'm trying. what do you uh what do you like to introduce yourself as
1: nowadays it's like the product head of production prince rs prince
0: rs head of production yeah got you I've uh, I've known it's you from uh, Funk Fashion Days, man, for a long time already, dude. Yeah. And um, you sent the bat signal last week, bro. You wanted to come on here and chat. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Told you about it a while ago, but um, I'm glad you hit me up, bro. I'm glad that we're going to have this convo. So before we get started, um, can you just give everybody a quick breakdown of who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. My name's Noah DeLillo. 32 years old i'm in jacksonville florida and i print shirts and a lot of shirts for a lot of a lot of automotive people that most people would never know i exist yeah
0: dope man hell yeah you've been doing our shirts for well you got the date now you said
1: yeah yeah bro since july july 7th uh, 2015
0: really july 7th
1: first one bro
0: man but we have knew each other way before that
1: I think we met like the year before that at IA Atlanta.
0: Was that where it, it was? It was like
1: the the last year that they did a one day. Gotcha. We met there. That was the first year I did it, and you know, I think one day you had a gap. You needed shirts. You needed someone quick, even though we're five five days away, according to you know UPS.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and we made it happen. <laughs>
0: You always make it happen, bro you've uh, pulled it off for me so many times. I remember speaking of IA there was that time that I forget even where we were at but you brought maybe like four or five different designs of t-shirts for me and yeah, uh, yeah that was awesome man you're a hustler you're a hustler bro and you're killing it and uh, we have a lot to discuss man uh, a, a lot of awesome stuff but um so how'd you even get into the t-shirt business?
1: Man, to be honest with you, Funk Fashion was supposed to be like a car club. You know, it was back when like Stance, I guess that's before you called it Stance. Yeah. You know, when there was like the crazy guy with guys are like 16 by eights. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought it was cool to make a little small elite car club. You know, just a couple friends, you know, no politics. You don't got to wear your club shirt when you go anywhere. Just people that I thought had, you know, nice tailored looking cars. Got gotcha. you. And uh, it started like that. And I threw a car meet one day. And I called my dad. I said, "Hey, dad, can you bring me those Funk Fashion stickers off my bedroom?" You know, I was already at the place, the venue, I guess, setting up. It was like a Dino Day backslash car meet. So I never saw my dad. Mm-hmm. I, t- I saw my dad at the end of the day, and I was like, "Yo, what's up with all those Funk Fashion stickers?" You know, it was like 150 of them. He goes, "Oh, I put them on the table next to the DJ." Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't, there's none. He goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, within like a week, bro, uh-huh. every Honda dude in the city had the same sticker that all my friends did who wanted to stand out.
0: Oh, wow. And I had,
1: and I had a couple of friends are like, dude, I kind of like it. Like, I like the logo. Like, I could see it on a t shirt. And, uh, you know, I think when I heard it from one friend who did a lot of web design back then that he liked it, I was like, man, if this dude likes it, mm. People might buy it. Yeah, And uh, me and a friend both sold a set of work wheels, and we bought a little printing press, and we went at it. Wow.
0: What Uh, what year
1: was this? That would have been 2010, early 2010.
0: Okay, 2010, that's when you got the idea to start Funk Fashion. Yeah. Right, so that was your own T-shirt company. So, uh, man, that's even crazy that you you went in with a buddy. Like, how did it all start off? in the beginning how how did you guys because i'm sure now after being in business for you know 10 years or so you you you've seen working with with friends and things like that not go good like how did you even get the idea to uh to work together with somebody on this project
1: i think at that age bro we didn't think it would do anything you know we both really loved going to events we had very similar honda eja coupes. Mm -hmm. you know we both had to- a little bit of time and you know we thought you we-, we can do this and it, we probably took some steps too early and i think that brought the end on us sooner than it should have um because unfortunately it didn't work out mm-hmm. um now we're friends bro you know he was at my wedding yeah I-, I was super house super stoked about that i even forgot we invited him the day up bro and he came
0: oh nice you know it was
1: just a couple- it was just a couple months ago too, yeah. so people were weird a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like that was my first experience. Um, we're trying to we're working with a friend, and you know back then there really wasn't the financials weren't important. It was just like, hey, let's sell shirts, let's make a name for ourselves, let's look cool, I guess, yeah. let's go out. And then once we did get busy, I think is when we learned like maybe partnership isn't what we expected it to be yeah
0: yeah yeah and i just say that because i've had so many examples myself and that's kind of the thing in business you know don't really do business with friends or family because they they already have a a feeling of who you are what what ticks you off what you'll put up with what you won't and they kind of use that to your advantage you know and uh not not saying anything about them or the family members or the friends but this is all just something new and when when you're dealing with something new you you kind of don't know what's going to come ahead and when those things do come along then you know somebody kind of slacks off or they don't take it as seriously yeah. and then that just m- makes the the name look bad and things like that. i mean it's just natural but it's it's kind of dope that you guys just decided to just start it out of nowhere that's that's awesome
1: yeah he uh what did we have? I had some work RSZRs. Yeah, you know, I sold those. I think those got me like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. He had some, uh, maybe some buddy clubs or something. And between the two, we had like twenty five hundred bucks, and we bought a little print and press. Yeah. and that was it, bro. So the you know.
0: the press, how many uh, screens was it?
1: It was a little four color, nice. two station. But you had to like mount it to your own table, you know, oh, first, okay. and gotcha. put it on like. Put it on a glass kitchen table on cardboard and stuff in a dining room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, those are the best stories though, man. Look around you, you know? Is it I know. Those bro. are the best stories to start off with. Rather than, you know, oh, I went to college and I got a loan and, you know, I went to business school and yeah, that's a dope way to do it too, but it's kinda dope to I don't really want to say it's like a hack to do it like mm-hmm. like we did it, but it's kinda like just jumping in the trenches when you're not even ready, just going for it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, you never know what's going to come out of it, man, and obviously a successful business for sure, dude. So um, before we, we get past the, the start of the business, uh, tell me about uh you growing up out in Jacksonville. What was that like?
1: Oh, bro, that was fun. I live at the beach. I li- well, I don't now. Well, tech, I mean, to most people, I live at the beach. I'm like 11 miles from the gotcha. beach. Gotcha. But – Bro, if you're over, if you're a mile from the beach in Jacksonville standards, you're a townie. Gotcha. Um, so I grew up at the beach skating, surfing, more or less skating. Gotcha. Uh, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, I didn't realize till the day. I think the reason I got into design work is because at an early age, I got on forms mm. and I was playing like, I don't know if you ever played StarCraft back no, in the day. I
0: knew of it, but I'd never played it.
1: Well, I used to play the shit out of StarCraft at like 11 years old. I'm on Battle.net, you know, my little username, yeah. and got on for- got on forums and stuff. And well, that was that was my years as a young little kid.
0: Yeah, man, it was a it was a weird time when you're a teenager and the internet's just popping up, and you're just like, oh, what is this? And then you, yeah. you know, you have your own little um your your hobbies that you're into, and then you realize, wow, other people have these sort of hobbies as well and it's a it's a cool like little network
1: it was fun you know yeah. i was like i don't think anyone knew how old i was yeah i was a little kid oh you know? so, i was on forms you know like i don't even think my parents knew that i was doing all this yeah <laughs> dude
0: that's sick man so you used to skate too yeah nice what was your best trick uh,
1: you know i could land some pretty clean double kick flips and shit but I don't know. I think I gave up skating at like 13, 14 once I got online. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So when did you get bit by the car bug?
1: Oh shit, bro. I was I think I got on my fourth, first car form at like 12. Oh, wow. It was for like a local uh they're like a show group, bro. They had all the nicest show cars. This was like 2001. Gotcha. Uh I went to one of their shows with a friend. He was actually in like the Halo 1 tournament that they were having. We were both like 12 or 13, something like that. Dude, I loved it. Yeah. You know, so I got on there and I don't think anyone knew how young I was. I don't, you know, I never let anyone know I didn't have a car, but I'd still just talk to people, just gather ideas. Like, oh man, I like that. That shit's too crazy. Yeah. You know, that's back when everyone was doing, you know taking a Civic, slapping R34 headlights on it, <laughs> yeah. skyline taillights and stuff, you know, it was a weird age.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. That was, a, that was a weird time for sure. Always on the podcast, it always comes up that like around the early 2000s was when people got, you know, hooked on cars. And it makes so much sense, too, because, you know, with Fast and Furious coming out, that was a huge part of my life. You know, I I remember being young and I was into muscle cars just from, you know, going to local shows and things like that. But then when that movie came out, I was like, whoa, dad, why didn't you tell me about those cars? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a, it's uh, a lot different than now, but it was a lot more personality back then, too.
1: For sure. Bro, when that movie came out, I remember riding my bike to the movie theater and I came home and it probably was around my birthday and I went to the hobby shop and I bought an S2000 ready to run RC car. Nice. You know, it like did like five forty miles an hour electric one? I was like 14. <laughs> bro, and that was it. and I was like, yo, one day I'm gonna have a car it looks like this RC car. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hell yeah, man. So how did you get so knowledgeable about, you know, working with a computer at such a young age?
1: Dude, I realized on the forms, you know, you'd have a little signature, then your little avatar everyone had cool ones man yeah the guys that did cool ones they didn't want to waste your time and make one for you so i before photoshop i was using like macro media fireworks and stuff you know back when they before they sold flash to adobe and stuff like i'd make little signatures and little avatars and you know i still joke i don't think my skills got any better than they did then yeah but you know i can make it happen you know (laughs) I can get it ready to go on the press and get printed and look exactly how you wanted it to.
0: Yeah. How how did you realize that you had a skill in that, though? Like designing I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think I, I, I just liked it, bro. It's just like with you, when you like it.
0: Yeah. It's
1: not work. It's a, I, even when I come here every day and I'm here 12 hours, it's not work. Yeah. It's just the shop.
0: It's your escape, man. It's your own little zone that that you feel like you have the control over and the outside world is just going crazy yeah right yeah i was just actually having that conversation right now with rc man you know we all go through so much shit in our lives i'm like bro this this place right here this has to be our sanctuary because we don't really have anywhere else you know we don't really have any more bedrooms like when we were kids where we could just go in there close the door and you know play video games or something and zone out the world
1: it's true sadly true man
0: yeah so um were you ever into drawing or anything like that?
1: I think I like drawing a little bit. I used to draw cars. I remember as a young, like six or seven, doing coloring contests. Oh wow! Yeah, that's it. I don't know.
0: What was the what was the contest? How fast? How how much you could stay in the lines or what?
1: I stay in lines, bro. No, 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 bro. It's probably because I was like the crispest within the
0: lines. (laughs) Do you feel like you've always had a a, an eye for the details of things?
1: I think so, dude. In my head, I'm super mathematical with like everything. Yeah, you know, I break everything down into processes. Yeah, and I just I just love thinking that way. Yeah,
0: definitely. Because you can take a huge goal in something that that doesn't even look achievable but you break it down to the smallest factor that you can and you're like ah oh, i think i can handle that
1: yeah yeah for sure dude you got before you get to z you got to go b c d e yeah all the way yeah definitely one wants to do that though
0: yeah so when did you get your uh first car and what was it
1: uh 16 it was a 95
0: 240 sx oh shit how'd you like that yeah, bro
1: at that age, I, you know, it was all right. I didn't have a radio though, which I think at 16 was more important. And like, I didn't realize how easy that was yeah. to add a radio. Yeah. Looking back. Yeah. You know? So I traded it.
0: Just because of the stereo. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, for like a, a 95 Civic DX Coupe. Yeah. Had a radio, but no AC.
0: Oh, <laughs> in Florida, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. Uh.
0: So, so, what yeah, was that like? That was it.
1: Oh, dude, that was great because I think I was like 17. You remember JDM shit.net or .com no, or whatever? No, bro, this was before password JDM. Before JDM was cool, and I remember the day I got it. Yeah, like 300 bucks got you front lip, amber side skirts or amber side, uh, side lamps, yeah. fender lights, bro. It got you everything, <laughs> and now you're done.
0: <laughs> so that was a that was like a marketplace that you could just buy parts from.
1: It was like a there's a website, bro. Really? Back, you know, they were all you know. You had OEM and then you had OEM knockoff stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it was literally just called JDM shit.net. Yeah. And then as life went on, you started seeing the password JDM JHP weak sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those guys did what JDM shit did, but like way nicer. Got
0: you, got, it's got you. Like,
1: Target versus
0: Kmart, you know. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kmart though. I had some good times at Kmart when I was a kid, man. They used to have oh, uh, the, they had great ice cream. Yeah, dude, that that's what I was gonna say. They used to have the uh, the little snack bar in there, so wherever my mama drag us to, at least we could go to Kmart, get like a, a pizza or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so after you got the Civic, um, did you start to meet more people that were into uh, in, into Hondas?
1: Yeah, because I, I started getting on, like, the – I was on every local forum. I was on, like, the the statewide Honda groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at that age I started meeting some older people, which probably worked out better in life yeah. than hanging out with a bunch of people my age. Got you. Uh, I was working, too.
0: What were you doing? Oh, shit. shit, man. I did
1: I did the math yesterday. I think I had eight jobs between 15 – to working for myself at like 21.
0: Eight jobs. Wow. 15 yeah, to 21.
1: Yeah. What were some you of know, the jobs I you did? Like
0: firehouse subs. Ooh.
1: Once, twice.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. Shout out to Firehouse.
1: Yeah, I know. I can't. They really hired me back. Uh, Jason's Deli, some restaurants. I worked at a, a local BMW dealership. That was like the first job I held. I like that one. Gotcha. And then I crashed a learner car one morning.
0: Oh, get, shit. Put,
1: yeah. It may or may not have been drifting in the rain. <laughs> may not have been
0: <laughs>
1: May not have been very good at it, but uh, you know, the car made it back, I watched it, my boss came over, he was like, Man, this is the car everyone's talking about all morning. I was like, Yeah. He goes, Man, it's not even bad. If no one knew. You'd be alright, but I gotta let you go.
0: Oh shit. So I was like, oh. What was the damage on it?
1: Dude, it was like a pinky sized hole in the front bumper. Which, for like a loner car, is nothing. Oh, yeah, they they
0: destroy those.
1: But I had kind of gone into a ditch and it was stuck on a tree stump. (laughs) So I I had to get pulled off with a tow truck.
0: An important part of buying Honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the right parts reliably. You're spending a lot of money and you spent a lot of time researching your build. The last thing that you may want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again and worse yet, never see parts. With Heeltoe Automotive, an 18 year history track record is part of the deal. Heelto brings you deep industry connects, professional parts recommendations, alternative ideas when your parts aren't available, and will even contact you if something on your order looks out of ordinary before it ships. Heelto's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure you get them in the time for your project plans. You can buy parts online anywhere, but Heelto knows what truly matters to an enthusiast. professionalism swiftness and accuracy heel toe is in your corner visit heeltoeauto.com or you can call or text at 949-295-1668 and make sure you check them out on instagram at heel toe (laughs) automotive oh man dude i I worked at a stereo shop when i was younger and i uh i ran over a dog (laughs) with the owner's car Holy crap. Yeah, I took it back. I was so hurt, bro, because you know I like—I don't like to hurt any animals. I like dogs. I don't know if he was hurt, but um, he looked pretty fucked up. I told my boss, closed the door, and everything—all serious. He's like, "Okay, cool. Well, I have the CD changer out here. I need you to do it." I'm like, "All right, bro. You don't even give a fuck." <laughs> I didn't last there that long either. <laughs> so, um. What were some of the things that you liked about uh, your jobs and what were some of the things that kind of motivated you to be um, self-employed?
1: I think when I worked at the BMW dealership, I really liked that I was like a porter. So you washed cars, but you could park cars. If you washed cars, no one really liked washing cars. But you got paid hourly plus the amount of cars you washed. And you could fib a little, man. So like at 17 to 19 years old, I love that. Yeah, you know, I could make 450 bucks a week, 500 bucks a week. You know, and I was driving nice BMWs around, yeah. and I was like, "Man, I like this. I, I like these cars." Um, I learned I didn't like repetition. Yeah, which is which is funny because that's kind of my life now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. You know, yeah, I like different stuff, but.
0: Yeah, I feel you. So when you were working at BMW, what were some of the the cars that were hot at that time?
1: Oh, shit, bro. E46 M3s, Uh, Alpina Z8s. When those things came in, I think me and one other guy could wash them.
0: Oh, really? Uh,
1: That was when the first 7 Series came back out. Mm. And it had the little iDrive for the first one. And now everything started getting that. Uh, I was there when the 335 first came out. it was faster than the m3 the first year and that was like a big thing
0: oh wow yeah
1: um
0: yeah i'm barely getting into um to bmws you know i had the m4 and then i have the m8 now so i'm kind of doing my due diligence and going back and trying to figure out what all the chassis codes are and we're gonna start coming out with kits for the older bmws and stuff but yeah man i I love them for sure and there's some of the the older body styles that i would not mind having one of those oh bro. e30 m3
1: whew. hell, even yeah. an e36 m3 bro i remember when i was a 16 year old there like seven eight grand now a nice one's like 20 25 if it's red yeah
0: yeah so. <laughs> prices skyrocket man especially when when things start to get popular on like the tuner side you know, yeah. just like
1: EG's and EK's. Yeah. They haven't changed. Honda's <laughs> haven't changed yet. I know, man. There's
0: just so many. I don't know if it'll ever end, bro. There's just forever. There's those cars forever, everywhere.
1: Yeah, right? They're always a nice shells, 800 bucks.
0: Yeah. So when, uh, what are some of the things that you did to that uh, that EG?
1: Oh, lowering springs. Uh, I think I had some like Tane. Lowering sprains, front lip. I didn't have it long. I think I had it like a year and a half. And then once I worked at the BMW dealership, I got my stepdad to co-sign with me and I got a 2000 coupe.
0: Got you. And
1: then, and then I had that one for like five years. I think I painted it like five, six times in five years. That was during the time I worked at that paint shop. Okay. So like every six months, Caesar would be like, yo, we got to change the color up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was the dude that went to all the meets. I went to our I would drive to Orlando. I'd drive to Tampa. I'd go to all the meets, you know, whether it's a big one, little one, I love going. Yeah. Um, so that thing got painted quite a few times. So
0: 2000 coupe. Um, did you start working at the paint shop after BMW?
1: No, between the paint shop, and BMW, I worked at a place called velocity trends. Okay. And we were like a, we were a local speed shop.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: We weren't the best in town. You know, some people hated them. Yeah. But like for me, I was like for e-commerce and I actually started to get people to come back because I'd be like, look, we're not going to knock your head off. You know, if it you find it on the Internet, that's what we'll sell it to you for. Mm. You know, this this is 2008, 2009. Yeah. Before you know, people would go price match Amazon when they're at the store.
0: Gotcha. Uh,
1: it, it was cool. You know, I really liked it. It gave me a chance to work for a small business, to interact with people, to see my actions at work pay off. Yeah it was fun
0: so when yeah. you worked at, at a small business versus like a, a franchise or at the dealership what were some of the things that that you noticed that were different than the other places that you worked at
1: man if you had a good boss you were you were accountable you know you need it you they look at you to be you know they're going to give you responsibilities and you need to do it and if you're good at it hopefully you're you're rewarded for it if you're not good at it or they don't reward you at it, then it's time to, to move on. Um, yeah, but uh, I just love being able to go to work and feel like, you know, it was worth it. I didn't just go do something where I could be fired and replaced in no time and no one noticed or cared. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's definitely rewarding. Especially like you said, when you do something or make a sale and you see, the whole sale go down. Maybe you got the call in and the the customer actually came in, you talk to yeah. them, sell them the parts, it gets installed and then they leave. And then even better than that, now we're in the social media age, then you get like the tags, you know, then you see them at yeah. a car show with the parts in it. Man, that that's such an awesome feeling, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you get that feeling now when you go to a show and you see all these shirts that are produced by you. And probably people don't even know it. No, well, they got they got no clue. Yeah. I love that, man. Hell yeah. So let's go back to the paint shop, man. When you're working at the paint shop, um you just started to uh, get more into the, the, the car lifestyle, going to meets and things like that?
1: Yeah, I was already I was already going to meets a little bit. You know when I got hired at the speed shop, my civic was clean, I used to say like it was lowered, OEM SI lip. SI grill uh, everything was color matched I think I had gram lights on it or something you know and I think for like 18 19 old kid it, it was super clean for what it was mm-hmm. and I was I was savvy on the internet so I was like the perfect dude to be on Honda Tech got you uh, so I was a little active but then when I went to the paint shop and I got my car painted like candy green and dude, the the impact it made was night and day. Mm-hmm i loved go- i loved going to things
0: yeah
1: and i loved going to every meet there was meet sh- shows you know i loved repping the company yeah i loved talking to people about it
0: hell yeah dude what was that company the called shows. again sick creations, sick. S-I Kennedy, creations. are they still around to this he's- day yeah bro he's still
1: racing street front wheel drive he's probably still chasing like eight he- eight o's you know i know he's like eight seven eight eight yeah you know like He's still chasing it, bro.
0: Hell yeah, man. When we
1: first—I remember when he first started. It was chasing like nine fives. You know, everyone was going tens and high nines, and yeah, now it's there. Hey, how
0: how times have changed, huh? You, yeah. you say like like uh, like nines right now? You're like, yeah, you know, there's nines. But bro, a few years back, nines was a pretty big deal.
1: Bro, right? That was fast, dude. Yeah. Hey, with the the new Supra, it's like you know, you spend twenty five hundred bucks, you're running like a ten one.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's that's so silly. Yeah, dude, and and with the technology that's coming out now, plus the the popularity of all wheel drive, it, man, it, it it's just just time where you know sevens are gonna be pretty normal.
1: Yeah. So, bro, I love seeing those all-wheel drive cars. So They're sick. so goddamn fast.
0: So fucking sick, man. I I can't wait, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna get one one day, dude. That's my goal. It's To be all-wheel drive. Yeah. So, go ahead.
1: Oh, hold on, bro. You remember? You remember the primer gray battleship gray, eg, with the uh, it was a hybrid racing del or it wasn't the EG, it was Yes. We did. We did the paintwork, the shaving. Caesar delivered the car. They did. They brought in airbrusher to do the bay, Uh and then Caesar cleared the car. I worked there when that car got put together. Really? Yeah. You know, like it wasn't the smoothest transaction back then, but like looking back, you know, it was it was pretty cool. It started off smooth, like when we negotiated things, but yeah, we painted that car. We did all the metal work, shaving, and all that stuff.
0: Wow, dude, that's awesome, guys. If you're listening right now, just pause it and go Google hybrid racing graffiti Del Sol. That car was um, damn! It was a moment, dude. When that car came oh, out, hell. it was it was something different for sure. That was the inspiration for the heavy in the streets, eg. Um, I yeah. remember when I seen that car and I was just like, "Wow, this is this is insane!" Because I was just getting into Hondas and um, you know, just having a shaved bay was very surprising to me and just how clean the engine bays were for Hondas. You know, coming from like the muscle cars and then not really having that much respect for Hondas. And then you see it you're like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And then you see that yeah. Del Sol, man, that, that's awesome. That, that, that bay is so cool, man. I wonder whatever happened to it.
1: I got no clue, bro. We were doing two tone cars and like, I hated them, but we were doing two tone Hondas in like 2007. Really?
0: Germany.
1: Yeah. Caesar was like, bro, Caesar would build the wildest shit, but he hated being on the internet. Mm. He hated going to shows. You know, like, I got them with a shoot and, uh for Honda tuning one day when I still worked at the speed shop. We had my old boss at the speed shop, had a right-hand drive, Turbo K-Series EG. Mm-hmm. Clean, you know, gray, Recaro SRDs, cage, right-hand drive, just super clean, made, like, 650. And then Caesar had Candy Purple, Miami Pink Engine Bay, Miami Pink Interior, k swap, itbs you know this was like 2007
0: 2008
1: wow. um and i got a shoot in honda tuning honda tuning flew out this motherfucker is late to the shoot so the car never even got shot the the eg the gray one but was on the cover of honda tuning it's supposed to be this big spread about both of them being so different turbo k all motor k wild two tones before they ever hit the internet yeah. and this dude fucking shows up like 45 minutes ah. late the photographer photographer's was like bro this is the craziest wildest cleanest honda i've ever seen but dude the sun's already coming down we missed our moment
0: wow and that was And it. he had to fly out <laughs> soon after that or what you couldn't do it the next day or
1: i i think he was flying out the next morning wow immediately
0: so damn but. did you kick him in the ass
1: Ah oh, bro, I had to kick in the ass
0: every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, I, I always get to thinking like the only Honda stuff that I really seen was the SoCal things and whatever just ended up on uh, you know, Honda tuning or, you know, NWP or anything like that. But that yeah. that was the birth of like the, the shave and tuck kind of thing here in SoCal. So, man, we, we had content for days. So anything that came from out of state i just missed it you know but i now once i started traveling for the business going around you see so many cars and you're like damn i didn't even know this car existed but just people right. that weren't on the internet people that just weren't part of like that part of the culture like the social part yeah. of it yeah so when uh you say the guy he was a, a racer is there a track out there in jacksonville
1: no 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 no, no. we well back in the day there was like a what was it an eighth mile track okay. jack's racing i think it closed down it had it been almost 14 15 years ago uh you got to go to gainesville which is about an hour and a half mm-hmm. orlando speed worlds two hours uh or i mean you just go hit it late at night brother
0: <laughs> how's that out there dude you how's know? the street racing scene
1: uh, i haven't been in, it in a few years i won't lie to you yeah. but you know Oh, there's some dudes that, on the west side of town that'll come out with there with their trailer and their Fox body, you know. Yeah. Fully parry, shoot it up, ready to roll. You know, sometimes there might be a little turbo EG that used to be on the track all the time that's out there yeah. that night, you know. Oh, it's real. It's out there.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, all, just all the times I've been out to Orlando, I love it out there, dude. I love the culture out there. And there's a lot of fast cars in that little small area.
1: bro
0: yeah yeah and uh i I like to go out there for the eibach meet just to to check out the cars and you know what the scene is like over there and it's it's been beneficial man for sure just to make a lot of connects it's that's that's a really huge hub for the honda community i don't know if people really even understand it but that whole orlando area it's saturated with a lot of hondas and a lot of clean stuff too
1: you can't go down there and leave your shit unlocked <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a clean Honda, bro. Like, yeah. It's been that way forever. Really? Yeah, there's a lot. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're going to a show and you got a car like your caliber or like the old green car, you got to either have it in a trailer, you need to get an Airbnb, so you got a garage. Yeah. Right. I remember one year when the, t- what was it, like 2007 SI came out, 2006, and Tane built one. Tain and Takata, I think, built one. And the whole trailer got stolen in Orlando.
0: Really? Like,
1: bro, they do- they don't play. Yeah. Uh, there's probably some people you know through that we know that you wouldn't even know that had previous cars stolen down there. Like, Yeah.
0: Hey, shout out to all the thieves, though. I know a lot of people that were thieves back in the day, and now they're uh, business owners. <laughs> 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 shout out to you guys for changing your lives around. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a... Uh, that's that's what it's known for as well i remember we went out for h day that one time A bunch of cars went missing uh yeah. they they stole damien's race car and the trailer and everything and cut it up and shit i'm like fuck man these guys got some balls and then k-tune they got all their stuff stolen that was getting ready our, to our, ship out
1: Bro, that's orlando that's been their reputation Forever in regards to the state of Florida. You know? What do you, you feel can like, go, like it is? Come back.
0: Wh- what do you <laughs> feel like it is about Orlando specifically?
1: I think it's just they know that you probably don't live there. If you lived there, you probably either a) you'd have precautions, you would have taken them, and there's just so many people in and out, bro. I remember I used to be in a club called Sunworks back in the day. One year in Orlando, the guys from uh, where are they at? Dallas, Houston, Fort Worth area. Drove out here. Dude had his DC two Mugen everything, spoon calibers. He was at a resort, bro, with a gate. And the first night he was there, he woke up the next day, everything was stripped off the car, just wow. chassis on cinder blocks.
0: No shit. In like a,
1: in like one of those resorts where they got not a theme park, but like a Bobo water park, and it's gated, bro. So that I means someone that worked there.
0: Yeah, yo, bro,
1: this. DC 2s here. Bro, it's got Mugen everything.
0: And that's it. Damn, man. Does doesn't happen in Jacksonville though. Do you, bro, I don't
1: think I ever I don't think I ever locked my car and lived in an apartment and stuff. Really? I'd always like I do like the four-door back handles on the front door, so you lose the key, the keyhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no key fob. So. Yeah. That's that's Jacksonville though.
0: Do you so. feel like in Orlando if you're from orlando and something happens to your stuff do you feel like you could be able to just call the streets and find out where it's at
1: i think i'd hope so unless you i mean there's some you know how hondas are bro. There's some ogs that build hondas that you know they're 40 plus years old they might be a little disconnected yeah
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> uh-huh. yeah shout out to everybody in orlando though man i i definitely love it out that way and uh I love the Airbnbs, bro. They're hella cheap, and they're huge. Yeah,
1: bro. They're always nice, Yeah. Bro, 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 it's the spot. It's just like if you drive to Orlando for an event, you're probably driving home that
0: night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, man. But, um, you know, me being from California, I always just keep my eyes open anyways. And even going to the East Coast, um, always – never really trusting anybody just watching the table whenever we're at a show you know i'm talking to somebody mm-hmm. but with one eye i'm just watching over here hey what's up bro how you doing over there you good you know Why? Yeah. what's up you good i see you bro i see everyone man but i could just imagine if you're from you know middle of america and you're just like hey let's go let's go wherever to a show and check it out and just have your guard down that could be a bad weekend for you Oh, bro, that sucks. Yeah, yeah suck. definitely, man. So let's get back to uh, the start of the business, bro. 2010. What did you realize when you guys got the machines? Um, how how did it? How did that transition into starting to sell things?
1: Dude, it was rough in the beginning. I won't lie to you, <laughs> dude. I remember I set up a wholesale account. We got like a couple boxes of shirts. So looking back, probably 120, 130 shirts. And I thought it would have been great to, like, be prepared for putting the tags in. Mm. And I tore all the tags out. And I didn't put them in size piles or anything.
0: <laughs> was,
1: so this is like, before I ever printed a single damn t-shirt. Now I'm, like, laying them out on the ground, trying to guess. Like, oh, I think this is this one. Oh, but it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs>
0: damn, you wanted to start. Uh, you wanted to hit the ground running and deal with the tags and everything. But-
1: Man, I don't even know what I was thinking. I wasn't even—I print- wasn't even ready for that life. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in the beginning, I didn't even think I'd print. I had like a friend whose cousin used to work at a print shop. Yeah. He wasn't working. He wasn't doing shit. He goes, "Yo, if you pick me up, I'll come. I'll come print for you." Oh, great, bro.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd much rather not have to print. And he was terrible. Mm. You know, he'd get excited when he'd do a shirt right, and it'd be like one out of six shirts. Uh, you know, here I am. We're just starting. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, this is going to be smooth. It's going to be nice. You know, we'll have a punk fashion shirt in a minute. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I need another one. Oh, fuck. I need another one. Wow. So, like, I think it was like day three or day four. I didn't pick them up.
0: Oh.
1: I didn't pick them up. And I went and I moved the squeegee myself like this. And I was like, yo, this isn't that bad. Why does this dude keep fucking these shirts up? Uh-huh. Never picked them up again. And sadly, I've been printing shirts ever since.
0: Downtime with Downstar would like to welcome our newest sponsor, Rywire Motorsport Electronics. RyWire has been around since 2005, supplying you with solutions for all of your motorsport electronics needs. Whether you need a simple ECU adapter, engine harness, chassis harness, or PDM setup, they can get you taken care of. Offering products for most popular engine platforms from Honda, Toyota, Nissan, GM, hey, even Lamborghini. And if you have any private label needs, they can also take care of that as well. RyWire is the leader in motorsport electronics in our community, and we're excited to have them part of the Downtime with Downs star family please please make sure you guys support RyeWire. you guys could check them out at ryewire.com or on instagram at RYWIRE underscore motorsport underscore electronics i know it's long guys if you just search ryewire it will pop up and if you're searching make sure you search them on youtube and you can check out their youtube channel where they are working on their new evs 2000 build we're super excited for that. And we're super excited for Rywire to be part of the Downtime with Downstar family. So please, guys, make sure you go show Rywire some love and tell them that Downtime with Downstar sent you. Once again, that's rywire.com. Wow. So what, what are some of the things that you can fuck up? So what what was he doing wrong?
1: When you're manual printing, it's technique. It's little things from the, where, where your hands are positioned to making sure you have the equal pressure Mm. that you're not pushing down and you're like this when you should be like this. It's a lot of little things. Um, Looking back, I don't think he knew anything. Um, I think he worked in a print shop, but he wasn't a printer in the print shop because I I look at some mistakes we made, bro, and I remember one time we were trying to use water-based ink instead of what we use now or mainly, which is plastisol, oil-based inks, and they print completely different. Yeah water-based ink if you're not prepared it just dries and i remember facing issues because of water-based inks and he had no clue what was going on and i didn't know yeah and i wasn't i wasn't trying to print shirts but
0: so tell me about the first shirt that you printed ready to go and then you started selling
1: it said uh love it hate it funk it
0: (laughs) what was the color (laughs) scheme
1: uh, I think the first one was like gray with white, red, and black. You know, bro. I was in the Jordans then, yeah. wrote, Anything white, red, black sold. Gotcha, you know, yeah. sneaker. Anything that looked like, like you could wear with a pair, pair of Jordans sold. So there was that.
0: Uh, this was around 2011 ish. Uh, Two
1: thousand ten.
0: It seems like that was about the time that the the sneaker community started uh, started popping pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, bro, that was that was when it was probably thriving. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Start to thrive.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea to make sh- shirts that match the shoes, especially at that time.
1: Yeah. Bro, that's what kept me afloat for a while. I just take customer requests every day from friends, like, hey, let me know which design you want, what, color, you know, what colors you need, what you're trying to match. If it's a pair of shoes that haven't come out yet, I'll do my best. If it's something I don't have, bring it to me, I'll match it. As long as I did a few shirts a day at 20 bucks a piece, that was life.
0: Got you. So were you working anywhere else or was this your full time?
1: It was my full time, but you know, I had, I made money. Yeah. You
0: know, I sold weed. (laughs) Don't (laughs) tell nobody. (laughs) Hey, me too.
1: (laughs) You know, luckily that's like a decade ago, but you know, so like I didn't need to make money on the shirts, but it, it filled my time. You know, it, I quit going to college. I got to sell shirts, you know, and I got the transition out of, you know, selling weed, yeah. doing print shirts, you know, and I remember the first time I decided, oh, man, I'm just printing shirts. You know, I didn't have to worry about going anywhere, or doing anything like, oh, man, I better be prepared to get pulled over at any given moment. Mm. You know, it was just, man, I got I got this guy. I got two T-shirts. I got this guy over here for one shirt. I need to print this girl's tank top. These are my daily pickups and drop-offs.
0: That's it. You just transition it over from one thing to the next. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely, man. You know, I I used to sell back in the day, bro, and I thought that I was making a bunch of money, but what I was really doing was the money that I bought the ounce or whatever for— uh i was just getting that money back and it was in cash form now so i always had cash in my pocket but i'm just not doing the math i don't even know i probably just came up like a hundred bucks or something stupid <laughs> and then you just feel like the man bro you know oh
1: without a doubt bro, bro.
0: and then now you look back and we're making fucking drug money legally
1: <laughs> dude I- <laughs> oh dude it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Make more money than you ever did living in a legal life. Hey, listen
0: up, kids. You know, all you gotta do is work hard and you gotta look over your shoulders anymore. But all uh, right. fuck yeah, dude. I, I love it, man. So what when did things just start to transition over from, you know, doing onesie twosie here and there to, okay, now this is this is an actual brand. We're gonna we're gonna treat this like a brand. We're gonna get canopies, we're gonna go, start going to shows and and things like that.
1: So, I think it was like 2012. It was right after me and my partner, who founded it, we split up. Gotcha. And you know that one hurt because we were friends. We didn't know what, we, what was expected, but I think as like you said earlier, we, I worked. I think I worked. I worked a little harder than he yeah. did with it, and you know, it just wasn't panning out. And right after that happened, I remember getting my first big. Big sale. Mm. It was a local local sporting goods store. I had some Jaguar related T shirts, and they wanted it was a lot back then, bro, like a two thousand dollar order. Hell yeah! And I was like, holy shit, bro! With this much money, I can buy my partner out. Oh shit! <laughs> so, but it was like the week after he told me, "Hey, man, this isn't working out. Um, you know, I think we need to go our separate ways." Um, which I didn't spend that money on that, by the way. I, I let another friend come in. It also didn't work out. We're still great fucking friends now, too. Yeah. It, it, it ended a little differently than me and the first guy, but when I first got that little $2,000 order, for I knew exactly what 150 shirts I was printing. Yeah. It's going to take a day. I was like, yo, I like this way more. Fun. I'd rather do 40 shirts a day, which seemed like a lot back then, than five different shirts for five different people and you know then uh i think my first commercial client bro altry mcvicker really shout out, shout out the dws parts bro way before bmp you know you, we used to see him at ia wow i haven't talked Hello. to
0: him forever man how's he doing
1: he's good man i think i saw a status the other day he said since corona he hasn't driven his car more than 200 miles oh shit because <laughs> he's working from the house
0: shout out to him man. he's um, still out in uh was dallas right
1: in dallas but he was my first commercial client very
0: cool man
1: 2000
0: 2013 like, 14 so you, but i started you got that big order in 2012 you said right
1: I was like, yeah, twelve or thirteen. No, I guess the positive was twelve.
0: Were you were you going out actively looking for clients, or that it just ended up happening?
1: Uh, back then, I wasn't really doing a lot of commercial work. It was really just kind of like the brand. Gotcha. you know. I was. I tried to stay as active on social media as possible. I tried not to. I tried to make everyone a friend because everyone could have been a twenty dollars shirt sale. And back then, it was just about selling as many shirts as possible. About the time I met you is when life started shifting um, from the brand to go into events and stuff. Actually, when I met you at IA, that would have probably been the second show I ever went to, I think, as a vendor.
0: So you could say that I'm the motivation for it?
1: Well, bro, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna tell you, not that, but dude, the way you used to interact with people, dude, I used to go back to the booth and be like, Meg, you got to go see Frank. No. Oh. Bro, yeah, dude. You're so charismatic. You can, bro, I, you know, I'm not very good at talking to everyone that came to my booth. Like, you know, if you want to talk about shirts or something I know, great. I don't have small talk, bro. Yeah. You got it. People loved you and you were on to something before other people were and I noticed it and that was you made your company very personal. Yeah. Which I think in a certain day and age wasn't the trend but you were doing it, and it worked for you, and now that's like the trend.
0: Yeah, dude. You know, it's you know what's so crazy is because I I knew all of that because of Best Buy. You know, it was the thing. If anybody, it was like some kind of acronym or something. But ten feet, ten seconds, or something—I don't know. But if somebody's within ten feet of you, no matter what department you're in, you have to greet them. And it's a thing uh-huh. that your managers—they would uh, they would be watching you on or what have you. So I would be in the car audio section and I would just be standing right there in the front and be like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, how are you? How are you? You know, so it was just normal because that's what I had to do. So all of that stuff, I just transitioned it over into Downsar. So now when I'm at shows, bro, people are walking by and they're not even looking. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? They're like, oh, hey. <laughs> sometimes they'll come by. Sometimes they'll stop and they'll check out the stuff, you know, like that's not naturally me either. You know, I you know me like outside of working, I'm not like yeah. that kind of fucking. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys! But it's just like, <laughs> I knew that that's what I had to do to appeal to these people, because I had to stand out in some sort of way. You know, um, I appreciate that compliment. Yeah. I had to fish it out of you, Bo, but I, I appreciate
1: it. Bro, bro, you you <laughs> still kill it. But I remember noticing that forever ago, and I you, loved man. it, bro i'm like i can't be like that that's not me yeah man that's it's why I got- it's hard bro. Why I <laughs> hey
0: yeah and, and meg killed it bro she uh she held down the booth and man that's so that's one thing that i want to talk to you about is the relationship that that you and her have um i want to save that for the end a little bit though um awesome bro Definitely awesome. So you you started to do the uh, you started to go to these shows, and then you got these commercial sales. Now, how is the funk fashion side of things going? At that time, uh,
1: now it, it's at that time. Locally, it was good. I was doing fashion shows. That's actually how I met Meg. Uh, I, oh, Meg. Well, Meg and I started dating, and I was already doing some fashion shows, gotcha. so it worked perfectly. She could she could be a model in the fashion show and stuff. Uh, locally it was doing all it was doing all right, doing all right mm-hmm. man you know I don't think I ever cared for a brand like you're supposed to gotcha. I never kept with like you know oh we need a spring release a fall release like if I liked it I made it if not I didn't
0: you know yeah
1: I didn't I don't think a brand was actually for me but I loved going to car shows bro so once I started going to car shows I was like shit I gotta do enough to be able to travel to sell. To 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 go, man. I loved it. Mm.
0: You know. So so you felt like funk fashion was your ticket to go to all of these events and just to, to pay for all of it?
1: Yeah. Bro, I got to stay in the automotive world. I don't work on cars. I don't sell cars. I don't sell car parts. I print fucking t shirts. Yeah. And I love that, dude. I got to I got to meet I got to meet you. I got to network with people you know, super important people in the automotive world and I don't touch a car. Yeah. And I I always love that, you know, it's such a weird way to enter, I think. I never expected it.
0: Yeah, you know, that's kind of the the good thing about Import Alliance as well is they would have a bunch of companies such as mine and yours. And it's just, you know, it wasn't necessarily that they were really even involved in the automotive community, uh, but they were just part of it. So it was just part of the group. And um, I totally get what you're saying on that, man. That was uh, that was definitely a special time, dude. You got to see a lot of people start off, and you see their their grind and their hustle, and then fast forward whatever eight, ten years later, such as like uh, like Grip Royal. That's one that I always yeah. love to bring up, man. They're heavy at the shows.
1: Yeah. I love Scott. I was talking. I was talking to Scott this morning on Facebook. Oh, Come really? Out, I was like,
0: bro, you shipping? you're shipping a t-shirt in a clear
1: bag? And he goes, oh, no, bro. I'm just, I'm waiting for a bag to come in. I was like, oh, that's kind of badass," But yeah, that's, that's pretty risky.
0: What do you mean (laughs) in a clear bag?
1: He had posted a picture of a bunch of shirts and they were in poly bags and they had shipping labels on them. (laughs) So I thought they were shipping like that. I was like, yo, that's gangster. (laughs) But he was like, no, nah, I'm waiting for bags to come in.
0: <laughs> you know what? The, the the bigger your brand gets, the more you kind of got to hide the name of it. You can't do all the yeah, tape you... and shit. You know, somebody's at yeah, UPS yeah. and sees a, a, a sheepy box pass through. And they're like, hey, uh, this one's going to get lost. <laughs> you Build your car from uh, your work, dude. Yeah.
1: I'm 99% sure that I've, I think I've lost like five boxes. I'm pretty sure one was for you. Really? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, I think at one point I just qu- I quit putting Downstar on there and put Frank Garcia. Yeah. I think that was more sustainable.
0: <laughs> that, that's the best thing, dude. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Scott's definitely what uh, a great example. You know, somebody that just came in had a product and just had that hustle and the presentation that they had for the steering wheels and still do have. It's uh, it's no wonder that they're still killing it, and it's awesome oh. to see that. You know, yeah, without a doubt, it really feels like we all went to uh, like. The same high school, you know, we all went to the same kind of high school and everybody just graduated and went to do their own thing. But, you know, when we all get together and talk, it's always just bring up those old memories.
1: Well, it does. Well, because it was like three or four years and it was like we followed the tour. Mm -hmm. We all saw each other at the same places. And I think we all we all had like minded interests to where like outside of talking about cars, we could talk about things. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. You no, know, we'll talk
1: about cars tomorrow. Oh, yeah, because we're all 7, tired of fucking 7 a.m. cars. 4:30.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> I remember there was that one time, it was for Import Alliance, uh, maybe Kentucky, that uh, I was going to stay in a hotel and it had a, a full size refrigerator in it and a swastika carved into the wall. And I was like, yeah, I'm not staying here. And then that's when I stayed with you guys, man. I had a way better time.
1: At Timmy's house? Yeah.
0: Shout out to Timmy, man.
1: Shout out to Timmy Vogues! <laughs> Shout out to having the most beautiful, sca- well-behaved, trained, scary Rottweiler I've ever seen. Oh, and
0: you guys are dog people, like you have big dogs. I don't. I've always had small dogs, so I'm there. Yeah. And you guys are like jazz, and I'm fucking just freaked out. Like,
1: bro, that thing makes my Rottweiler look small, <laughs> bro. That thing's head was like three times as wide as mine. That was a beautiful dog.
0: That was a big ass dog, man. But it's just like. It's times like those, you know, that people really don't see at, at the events. But those, those are really the memories that stick, you know, the afterwards, the going out to eat and just, just those kind of memories. And uh, just random shit like that, dude, you know? Uh, yeah.
1: And you know what? I'm 99% sure we met Timmy at Import Alliance the year before because he had his dog and he th- I think he followed Meg on Facebook or on Instagram and knew we, we had a Rottweiler. Yeah. And was like, yo, when you come back, you know, I live 15, 20 minutes away from here. And then I think we saw him at a later import alliance because, you know, they're always in that region a little bit. Yeah. And we're like, yo, this is a cool dude. And then the next year we stayed at his house. <laughs> and then the next year we stayed at his house again, you know, I, you know, I use his Wayfair login for discounts nowadays. when <laughs> I want to buy something. You want to buy there.
0: a kid or something? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got a leprechaun last time, bro. I had to send it back.
0: <laughs> dude, hell yeah, bro. Yeah, that's that's happened to me so many times, man. Did you ever feel weird about that? Like, yo, I'm going to stay with this dude or hang out with this person that I just don't even know besides online?
1: I don't, nah, it never bothered me, bro. I was a kid that always stayed at everyone else's house as, you know. Instead of people coming to my mom's house, I went to everyone else's yeah,
0: yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Kind of used to it and if meg was cool with it then i'm cool with it yeah
0: hell yeah that was that weird part in all of our lives where it was just like oh this is what we're doing right now life's not that crazy but we have this cool little exciting thing going on and we'll yeah. see you we'll see you in two months from now
1: <laughs> bro i used to love how you'd hit it you did it with the, the backpack like i think when i was in your booth at uh h day charlotte yeah and you got to show up you flew with your inventory (laughs) yeah and you would ship your tent and you would buy tables and take the tables back and i'm like yo this is the most g thing i've ever seen like you literally your expenses were just moving sending the canopy and i think sometimes you maybe you just brought a top for the canopy. yeah i just
0: brought the top in the bag
1: and here's me every time i want to go somewhere i gotta pack the van i gotta put the roof rack on i gotta bring walls and tents and tables and inventory and i'm like yo this dude checked his inventory in and his carrier oh god living the dream bro dude
0: I, at times i wish i had a, a huge setup you know speaking of grip royal again their setup is so sick and then your guys is too with the the t-shirts on the walls and the lights and shit like yeah. that was always my dream but I had to weigh everything out. Like if I was to do this big old production, that's going to cut down on these sales. And at this point right now, this is what matters. These people don't know about the brand. Everybody's excited for it. Cause it's a new product. I just got to keep fucking hammering. And there was those few yep. years, like you say that like four year span or what have you do. I probably did maybe like 30, 40 shows in those four years, just out grinding hustling. So it was, it was down to a science. For me, but yeah. man, I always, I always envied you guys when you were in your area and you're able to just bring the whole setups, dude. It looks so awesome.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. That's because I hate to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got put up a wall. You know, it minimizes how many people I talk to. You know? Why?
0: Why do you feel like that? What do you think it is that that you you don't want to talk to people?
1: I don't. I don't think I'm a good. Like chit chat, shoot the shit type of guy. You we start talking about something we both like, yeah, I probably won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you're if you're, I just got a small talk you, I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm not a sales guy. Yeah. I'm fortunate, you know, that we make a lot of we do a lot of sales, and my partner is a sales guy nowadays, but bro, I don't think I won you over because I came and talked to you because hey man, do you do you need someone to print shirts? You know, we would love your business. We'd love to do it for this. You know, that that guy you find out about and you're like, oh, man, and then you realize how solid we are and.
0: One of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch. Without a proper clutch, you won't be able to get that power to the wheels. No one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold their power for more than a few races or spirited drives. It is important to go with a clutch that you know that you can count on. That's why many people choose Action Clutch over the competition. Action Clutch offers OEM replacements all the way to 1200 plus horsepower that can be found everywhere from streetcars, drag cars, and even Formula Drift vehicles. Action Clutch makes all their kits here in the USA with material sourced locally in Los Angeles. Not only is Action Clutch made in the USA, they have also made a strong focus this year to give back a percentage of sales back to the community during these hard times, providing impacted families with groceries and other necessities. Contact Action Clutch today with whatever you need and you will receive the family treatment. You can find their product line at actionclutch.com. If you don't see what you need, please feel free to call them at 323-269-6051. You can also DM them on Instagram at Action Clutch, or email them at sales at actionclutch.com. If you need help choosing a kit, Action Clutch can get you set up with the right kit for your build. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's how, um, you know, fast forward a little bit. That's how we got working together. You said it is 2014. When we put the order in, 2015. 2015. So July 15. You know, we're we're going to these shows all the time, and you're seeing the same people, you Grip Royal, you know, who all these other brands that we would see just growing up, a uh, um Autry's brand, and um, it just it just in my head, like okay, I need somebody to make shirts. Oh, Noah's making shirts. He's always making shirts. I've I see him at all the same events. He's selling them. They're hustling. You know, I love to work with hustlers because they understand the end goal. Look, we need yeah. to get this done. No matter what, whatever comes up, we need to get this done. And I always knew that that's the kind of person that you were. So, when um, I was dealing with me maybe t-shirt guy locally or something like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've ne- you haven't dealt with this in a long time. But people that are listening, maybe you can relate. You have problems with T-shirt people all the fucking time. You get the order, hey bro, this is wrong. Oh, it's okay to do that. All right, hey, this is wrong. Uh, and every time I'm like, bro, come on, man. You know, can we just can you like just be a little diligent on your side to just be like, yeah, maybe he doesn't need this extra A right here. Maybe I should. Maybe I should ask him or something, you know? Yeah. Because at the end of yeah. the day, it is my fault, me being the one that's doing the art, but it has to be from the business to understand, like, yo, maybe this isn't this person's strong quality, and that's something that you you got off the back and, and made everything just streamline for us.
1: Well, bro, I appreciate that. That's one thing, like, one of my employees, like, a couple weeks ago, shout out to Jackie Moon. We Our area code's 904. We did a job. She wrote him the phone number, and she wrote 994. He did the artwork with 994. She approved the artwork with 994. It's not really our, our fault. She didn't think to look at it, but I look at it, and I'm like, bro, it's River City, dog. We are in the River City. You don't think I was supposed to say 904? And he goes, yeah, I did, but I... I don't know. I'm like, yo, you got to ask these questions. If you're right or wrong, great. But you might find some mistakes that they didn't notice. Yeah. And they're going to be thankful you did. Yes. Like, And so I've always been like, hey, man, did you mean to put this here? Is it supposed to be this? Because like, some people, dude, you, you do everything right. And they didn't notice it, and they still expect it to be replaced. So I always try to have countermeasures.
0: For yeah. That. And that's the hard thing on the customer side of it because you're just like, fuck, man. I'm just asked out, like, 500 bucks of these shirts that I can't even sell, you know. But right. I, I try to take a, uh, accountability every chance that I can. And even, like, we've had problems together where something wasn't right or whatever. And instead of yeah. you, you would eat it. But instead of you eating the whole thing, I was like, okay, well, let me just get another shirt now too. Let me yeah. add more to the Fair. order because I feel that that's the right thing to do. If this business is taking this L when they don't have to take this L, why don't you just make it a little more worth your while so you it evens out, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, dude, that's always been a big thing for me and for us. Like, We're not always the cheapest, but – I don't work for such a rate to where I I like stress when there's an issue. Yeah. There's an issue, I don't want you to feel it. You know, it's on us. We're gonna fix it. We're not gonna make you even feel like, oh man, these guys are gonna they're gonna screw us. Like man, they just screwed up our eight hundred dollar order. I'm screwed. Nah, man. We're gonna spend the time, the money. We're gonna make sure it's right. You know. Yeah. And yeah, we've had. We've had a shoot, I think those hoodies that we did a few months ago. Yeah. Printed the wrong artwork, you know. I said, Fuck it, let's just do another one. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I know I'm gonna sell it anyways. It doesn't really bother me, you know. It's just I'm I'm I think when I do shirts, it's not even for sales or to make money. It's it's more of my creativity. So that's why I'm always so excited because I'm like, Yeah, this thing that I thought up, this drawing that I did or whatever, now it's on a shirt. And then whatever happens yeah. to it after I get it, I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. If it sells, it does. If not, we'll just give them away or something, you know?
1: Dude, for sure. I think that's what I love about it, bro. I love seeing the product come to life. Yeah. Just like you love seeing it go from thought to design to print to wear it to, okay, onward to the next one. Yeah. Bro, I love seeing when we get a box of blank shirts and then that shit lives, leaves here and it's printed front, back. It's tagged, slammed enough. Yeah, It's folded. It's out the door. And now there's, those guys are selling it, and then they're coming back. I love that shit.
0: Hell yeah, dude. How about you seeing them uh, on the, uh, the, the buyers? Like, you see the shirts being worn by customers that have no idea that you even did it. What's that like? Oh,
1: yeah. Right. I think I used to enjoy that more at shows than anything. Yeah, I go around. I see some funk tees here and there. You know, say what's up. But when I'd see like people in like Downstar, Lowered Lifestyle, Slammed Enough, maybe it's a Tuner Evo shirt from a certain stop last year. Yeah. Uh, shit, bro, I can name drop a lot of them. I kind of feel weird. Nah, keep you know? going, <laughs> bro. Hell yeah,
0: I love it. <laughs> well, Spring Fast from
1: Sumo Speed, I do all their stuff. Uh, IA shirts, not all of them. I do a little bit of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they order a lot of fucking shirts. Yeah. Uh, you know i've done some i've done some eibach meets yeah, yeah you know
0: yeah. but every
1: time i see other those shirts that's what excites me i'm like hell yeah because that means my customer is happy yeah because their customer's happy
0: yeah you hell know? yeah do you ever save uh any of the shirts that you do
1: i did it for a long time dude and now i do mm. now i do we put them in the showroom you know awesome. i can drop down to examples someone's like oh man we're looking to launch a brand you know we're thinking about doing this i'm like oh i got this shirt from this company on this material or this material yeah um, i just w- i should have kept some earlier i never did yeah
0: though. dude i i wish i would have kept at least one size of each shirt and just had it packaged and, and stored away because these are the memories that we're going to be looking at when we're like 50 and 60 you know and going in yeah. the garage and oh this was our first shirt that we did.
1: Shoulda kept them. Shoulda kept them. Shoot. Last week we just did some canvas prints for uh, Sumo Speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they host events up in like Virginia. And so he sent us like his last eight event tees. Yeah. The designs oh, sick. to put on canvas to put on canvases for the wall. And I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll maybe I'm gonna do some canvas prints, of some of my old designs, so I can still see it yeah. and remember it. But I just don't have it in shirt. So you form,
0: offer me. canvases now? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. So we, do, we do a lot now.
0: Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's why I wanted to have you on, bro, because I'm ready to give you some money. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at that shirt right now, man. I've been wanting to do embroidery.
1: Yeah, we got embroidery, bro. Uh, we're doing, we're, we're, anything you get in like a normal vinyl shop, we're doing now in-house. Oh,
0: hell so yeah.
1: So as basic as stickers, I'm sure you don't need stickers, but... With that, you can do canvases. Uh, you can do a ton of stuff on that print, on the latex printer.
0: I love it, man. So let, let's let get back to the point where you saw that uh, funk fashion maybe wasn't going in the direction that you wanted, but the commercial sale of shirts was. Um, what was that like?
1: Uh, it was kind of a blessing, you know, because I, I didn't like trying to keep up with the brand. Mm. I sure as heck didn't like having to do like a custom shirt. Spend 15 minutes to do one t-shirt. Now I got to clean everything. Start over again. You know. So like the commercial added a little bit of consistency to my life. And I knew I could do that for a while if I need to. Mm-hmm. You know. Owning a brand. You know. I'm sure you face a little bit. You got to stay out there. You got to oh, yeah. stay cool. You got to be popular. Like I'd rather lurk in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, so like 2000 and. 16, I remember it was the first year when I looked back at my QuickBooks, and I was like, you know what? I think this could be my career.
0: Mm.
1: And I already had my sidekick, you know. Shout out to Cart, Cartman, mm-hmm. John, whatever you want to call himself.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, we've been to, we've been together fucking, I think eight years. Wow. Could be seven years. Very cool. We've been working, but we've been working basically since me and my partner split up, and I needed help. Cart would come help me get off his job, become help. We've been together ever since.
0: Uh, now, what was that like, man, having somebody, having a right-hand man there um, that that saw the vision that you had? What was it that that clicked with you guys that made that relationship work?
1: Bro, it's a blessing. I'll be honest with you. I'll never find anyone like, like Card ever again. And you've met Card at all the shows, bro. He's a short, funny, charismatic, tatted-up guy.
0: I'm sure I have. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible with names, but uh, I'm sure I, I did.
1: One, I think he brought you your shirts one year down at, like, uh, Eibach Orlando or something because we weren't making it and he was going. But, oh, that's
0: right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, dude, it's tough because in the beginning, it wasn't as much about the money. You know, we got to hang out. He lived around the corner. He's a little couple years older than me. still doesn't have kids, you know. He's a single dude, bro, but during the day we could smoke weed and print t-shirts together and uh, you know here we are 8 years later. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing, man. You know, back then, bro, we were talking about it the other day, he used to work for like 50 bucks a week. Wow. You know, nowadays when he does compare or talk to friends, he's like, "Bro, I got a real career." You know, I you know, I make sure that I don't want to never leave, bro. Yeah, you know, most people the stereotype you can't work with your friends. Like, if you can set those boundaries, yeah. it's not that bad. But we've been setting boundaries from the beginning, you know. Like, I don't know, we we've gone to all these shows together.
0: How is it having those those conversations, man? Those uncomfortable conversations about setting boundaries.
1: We, eh, it's not that bad. Most of those times the conversations come up when maybe a moment of frustration for me came Mm -hmm. up. Cart's always been great about like absorbing it. And then maybe a couple hours later, like most people do that smoke, we'll sit down and we'll smoke together and then we talk about it. Yeah. Um, And as we've grown together, his favorite thing is like he doesn't want to be a chief. He wants to be the best Indian he can be.
0: Got you. And that's
1: been that's been the best blessing, bro. Yeah. I have other friends that I've tried working with to a degree. And certain every, Some people just want to be a chief. Not everyone wants to be an Indian. And he's like, bro, I can work with you forever. We can work together. We can do a lot more together. I don't need to be the chief. You let me know what you want me to do. Yeah. I'm willing to do it and so as we've grown and sales have grown the business has grown i just make sure that his time is still you know paid for yeah and uh you know it's kind of funny like two weeks ago he wanted a day off but it's like the second time he's ever said hey can i take a day off <laughs> i'm like yeah bro I, I just make sure it's not like a friday like you know and actually the first day he wanted off i was like bro we got this job coming in no oh, it's cool i'll take next monday cool we don't really do PTO around here, you know. Even with like holidays, like yo, I'm probably gonna work. Yeah. If you want to work, come to work. If you want off on Labor Day, you're off, bro. It's it's cool. He got his check. I paid. We paid for his day. Yo, man, you paid me for Monday. I was off, bro. It's cool. Yeah. You sure? Oh, it's cool. You know, that, it you deserve it, dude. And so like as we grow, I make sure I don't want him to ever feel like yo, man, I kind of get taken advantage of. Yeah. You know.
0: Did you feel like that was something that you had to change inside of you or you realized that if you wanted to have good employees, you had to work that way?
1: I think I realized it. You know, when I worked at those two small businesses before, I got to see like two different styles of businesses.
0: Yeah.
1: One was managed by someone who was really good at managing it. The cash flow wasn't always there, and he was head over. He was in debt on other things outside of it, like real estate things. That was when the first boom was, Mm -hmm. when everything came crashing, and that really affected like every other Friday. Gotcha. When I went to the paint shop, I was with someone that made money hand over fist, but was not very good at managing it, and we had a very hard time keeping body man, prep people, and then when payday would come, sometimes it was difficult for me to get paid because I'm not the dude that sands the cars. Yeah. So when it came to my own life, I was like, I don't, I want some of that guy. I want some of this guy. And I want to make sure my person, my people feel appreciated. And we're really good. I'm all about loyalty, bro. Like if we're going to do it, we're going to do it to the end. We're going to be loyal. No one needs to feel like, you know, they're getting screwed or they're getting less than they deserve. And it's just how I've been. I've kept it that way, which comes with like, not hiring on people until we really needed someone.
0: Yeah. Because I would
1: hate hire someone and be like, yo, we had a really good month. We Sales suck again. I got to let you go. Got you. I, we did, me and Cart would just put in an extra three months, three hours a day, you know. He used to joke up until like a year ago, as long as he got home before midnight, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back before we went automatic.
0: Are you still busing days like that? Like all days?
1: No, but you know, like we usually work nowadays. We print from about nine till about six. Yeah, it was seven. It seems like everyone's happier leaving at six nowadays. And now there's like I got five people in the warehouse, so we've adjusted. We'll probably early. We'll probably start printing at like eight sooner than later. Um, but no. I've had a couple nights in the last six months where like, yo, I stayed till like 10.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: (laughs) Which wasn't very late. It's just more. Now I got to find the people that want to stand around with me, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 Definitely, man, dude. I I love it, bro. So you decided that, uh, you were going to go full time, make this your career. What were some of the changes that you made when you, um, you didn't have to keep feeding the machine of funk fashion, And just started to feed the what was it Prince by Funk at that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, Prince by. So, what were
0: some of the changes that that you made?
1: I just had to get I had to get better at managing my time. You know, that's when I started really paying attention to UPS, knowing what, bro, knowing what UPS store I could go to by five, five thirty, five forty five. Really buckling down to see how much production I could do in a day and you know but we existed on a manual press up until what uh february of last year wow no
0: way no when
1: i you know 2018 i started subbing some work out though it got to the point to where i could sub some jobs out to big local shops and it was worth me not doing it because i could stay printing i couldn't i I couldn't do that anymore without a doubt Mm -hmm. um but when I talk to other shops and like I tell them the numbers we used to do on a manual-based operation with two of us, it always be mind blown. Wow! And I'm like, yo, we work, bro. Like, you know, I I, I notice little things. Like, yo, if I got to do 200 shirts and I can eliminate a couple movements and it saves me 15 seconds a shirt, that adds up, you know. And if I can do that in every job, that adds up. And me and Cart have always been really good at making sure if we need to make a little change to get a little more efficient, we did. Yeah. We never stayed stagnant. We don't do anything the same way we used to at any decent time frame looking back.
0: Yeah. So after yeah. after you guys um started uh, the Prince by Funk, really seemed like things just started to grow at a, a very, very fast pace. I'd probably say in the last two or three years every few months or so i see you with like a new bigger accomplishment bigger shop yeah. adding more employees dude How, how's the how's the last few years been for you man
1: bro they're wild you know life's, life's good bro you know the last few years I'm, I'm extremely fortunate it's like it all the foundation's been set we know we're probably not going anywhere, especially lasting through coronavirus. I don't think we're gonna go anywhere. Yeah. Uh you know, it's it's been nice, you know. And when you used to see me at all those shows, you know, what a lot of people never realize is towards the end of me going to shows, we weren't doing much in sales at the booth. It was always to keep relations with our clients. And nine out of ten times we went to a show, I was making a delivery too. Mm. You know, which was always, I think, one of our strongholds is people like, you didn't always need it as much. You like to have an inventory in hand. But like, you know, Charlotte it slammed enough. It's Tuesday. I got to leave on Friday for <laughs> the show. Shocker Joe, shout out to Joe. Yeah. He used to do this too. <laughs> hey, bro, can you add this on there? Yeah, I can, but I got to be able to bring it. Oh, that's fine. And most people, they never knew, but I had already known that these were going to come in. I already knew, bro. Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to get calls from Charlene, Joe, Don, man at Lower Lifestyle, maybe you, sometimes Scott. Um, I need to make sure I have some time, you know? So I started to make sure my schedule was empty yeah. because I knew it would get filled last minute, but I'd go to shows to make deliveries and stuff, you know? And it's what it kept the commercial end going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. De- so,
1: and then what's the, the worst the time to be gone from the shop? I had to quit going.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, I feel you on that, man. It seemed like at one point the, the sales from the shows they just skyrocketed and then just slowly just started tapering down. And yeah. all that meant was that area where I was going to, they were, they already knew who, who we were. So okay. they yeah. were just buying stuff on the website. So now when I go to shows, the stuff that we take, it'll probably just pay for the booth itself, but more of it is interacting with the customers, checking out cars. Nine times out of 10, somebody will stop by the booth to say hi and say, oh yeah, I have all this stuff already. I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool. So it's, it's really turned into more of a meet and greet kind of thing. But uh, yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to do that to to stay in people's minds, you know. So the way that you're doing things now, I kind of uh, I kind of admire that. Where you're just like, hey, I'm stepping away from things. We're just production. We're the people in the background. That that shit is dope, man. Because it's a lot of pop. It's a lot of uh, pressure just to be able to. All right, I gotta post this up. Oh, hopefully it gets likes. Yeah. I need to make content. Well, I have a guy that comes in like once or twice a week just to take pictures and just so I can have content, which is dope, you know, and I'm not complaining. But sometimes it would be nice to just not know anybody and just be able to just chill and live a normal life. <laughs> <Move>.
1: <laughs> bro, that's probably, I think, what what got me out of the wanting the brand thing is I sucked it, bro. As soon as I was great on Facebook, I feel like I peaked on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram came around. I stopped there, I don't got a Snapchat, I'm not on TikTok, and I just hate having to always find that content. And like you said, bro, you'd stress it. Yeah. Like, man, I hope this one hits. I hope we get a lot of likes and shares. Yeah. Um, And now it's a blessing, I don't think about that. Hell
0: yeah, man. So tell me about the uh, the Prince R Us, bro. How did that whole deal come about, and uh, where are we at today?
1: Bro, Prince R Us was not expected. Um, around like last January, friend at that time, now really good friend, backslash business partner uh, Ray Raymond DePadua came and showed up at the shop. And uh, my buddy Ray, like before that moment, he's always he was big on Amazon doing retail arbitration. right He was buying Teslas. Bro, he had like four or five Teslas. Started right when Turo started, he started one called Tesluro, <laughs> and he just ran out. He just ran out the Teslas, um, but it paid for him. Bro, like, you know, I remember when we first met, he had just moved here. He just graduated LSU from LSU and uh, he had bought like a four bedroom house. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this dude bought a pretty big house for a 22 year old kid. But what I didn't know is it's four bedroom house with a dining room converted to a bedroom and he rented five of the rooms out to frat guys. Gotcha. And he did that for like five years. Even after he was done and even when we first started working together last January it was like the last month of just a constant revolving door of frat people. But his fourteen hundred dollar a month mortgage or sixteen hundred dollar a month mortgage was getting paid. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's dope. Like you're making money on your house. Sorry, you live with five people. But I'd always keep up with like his entrepreneurial endeavors over the years. And he showed up like last January uh i don't think you watch football Mm. much but there was like one year bro where the jaguars were really good and the city was on fire bro like i i started pumping out jaguar tees left and right he calls me up one day yo i got this shirt i was gonna put it on teespring i don't think i can get proper turnaround. it was like a jaguar ugly christmas sweater said saxonville on it you think you can print them. I'll cover the cost of everything. We'll just do a profit split. Like, yeah, bro, that's fine. Um, I was doing pop-up tents at Jaguar Games for my other brand called Teal We Die. Mm-hmm. And you know I was like, bro, that's fine. We'll just put it in on the wall. It, it sold really well, but it ended up being me selling it all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever came back to get any money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so last January, he shows up at the shop. Hey, man, you remember that Christmas sweater we did? Yeah, bro. Of course. I don't think I ever got my money back for the blanks or anything. I'm like, bro, you did it. You want it? Okay. <laughs> and, you know, like, part of me at that part of me was like, you know, I didn't give you any money because, bro, I did all the work. I printed it, I sold them. You're <laughs> supposed to sell something. Yeah. I'm a man of my word. So, yo, know, if you want it, you want it. He goes, nah. I'm trying to start this app that's like Expedia, but for like Airbnbs. If I buy shirts, will you print them for me? Said, bro, you just want me to print for the money? Yeah, I'll buy the shirts. Mm. I'm like, dude, order the blanks. So in three days, I had honored his like eight hundred dollar credit that he he had with me. And we, uh, I remember he came back, bro. Like, and we bro, he's not really like a big smoker, but I think for the sake of conversating, he spoke to me and stuff. And he came back like two days later, and he goes, bro, what's it gonna take for you to go automate? I'm probably like, I'm like right there financially myself. I might not be able to pay rent next week or next month, but like I could, I could buy everything right now. Well, what's it going to cost? I'm like, I don't know, but it's probably like 40 or 50. He goes, well, I got like 40 in a car lot. I don't mind going and pulling it out. And uh, I had forgot to say like when Ray first graduated from LSU, he came and interned at a screen printing shop in town. And like that the first time we met, it's cause he was twenty two, he's reaching out to everyone with a brand trying to offer his services. And so we met then. Side story, you remember Paul Walker passed away. Mm-hmm. I did a shirt that night. Long live the Buster. Yes, you remember, remember that remember one? That. Bro, that thing changed my whole life from that moment. With how many sold? The first night we sold like seven hundred. No
0: fucking way.
1: Bro, bro, that was back before paid ads, like Hen was sharing it, and that shit mattered back then, bro. That shit was wild. I remember waking up the next day; there was like fourteen grand in my PayPal. I'm like, "Holy shit, dude!" I was I was addicted, but like, I knew I couldn't sustain it. But I met we we worked together then because I was like, "Yo, I need someone to print these for me." So that was what eight years ago, seven years ago. He got them done at this shop he was interning at back then. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out then. He went and corporate america fast forward he did the rental stuff amazon retail arbitration he's been super successful since then so when he came to me as hey i can pull his 40 grand out i'm already thinking like bro i've had friends offer me money like i don't need an investor i need a working partner i need someone to do sales i don't like sales man i don't want to do sales i'm cool with where i'm at now i can live well like this bro i don't mind i'll do sales i like t-shirt world but i liked when i interned at t-shirt express eight years ago because bro i love doing sales mm-hmm. i just don't like doing production i'm like well if you want to put money up i'll cover the difference in whatever we need and we'll do this and uh without, <laughs> we start thinking about names prince by he liked prince by funk but it was just like for someone that just came from amazon doing millions of dollars a year on amazon it was it's too niche. Yeah. We need something a little more generic. And Toys R Us had just closed down, like finally, like all the way down. And I don't know where Prince R Us came from. But once we saw the URL was available. Oh wow. It was Hell yeah. You know, it was not like it was like fourteen ninety nine 99 GoDaddy. But like someone had it holding in as online real estate. And bro, that night before we could even say, Yeah, let's do that, he goes, Yo, I bought the website. You know, I'm like, yo, that's a, it's it's some change. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Ray's serious. Fuck it, bro. If Ray wants to spend forty grand on a press, we're gonna do this. Worst case, it fails. I buy him out. I got a press. That was the best thing I ever did in my life.
0: Hell yeah. Uh,
1: after six months, we bought that print shop he interned at eight years ago.
0: Wow. We bought it.
1: It came with more equipment than we already had. Kind of old. We don't really use it. I love the press I bought. It's much newer. It was really for the accounts. Yeah. We bought it so we could so we could get all the all the accounts they had. And uh, bro, it's it's changed it's changed my whole course in life dude. It's God. changed everything.
0: Damn man, congratulations, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> That's insane. You know, just just talking this whole time about where we've come from and where we started at. To just see where you're at now, dude, it's it's amazing, bro. As hard work pays off, you know. Yeah. Damn, that's, that's fucking so blessing. So, <laughs> congrats, bro. So cool, man. You know, um, you said that uh, you were uh, you were able to make it through this corona, and you feel like that would have been the test for a business, and you made it out. So you feel like you're you're ready to uh to move on forward
1: Oh, uh, bro we're locked in yeah you know we only real adjustments we made was some of our part-time guys it went from like yo it's gonna be three four days a week to hey we have to take our printing to wednesday through friday or wednesday honestly some day, some weeks it was just wednesday uh we're gonna do our prep work on monday and tuesday we're gonna print the back half of the week uh, we're gonna clean on days we can clean, but once you run out of stuff to clean, man, like I can't pay you just to be here. Yeah. You know, with Cart, he never swe- I, I would have paid him just to be here, bro. We got eight years together. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna sweat that yeah. because I'm okay. You know, you're gonna. With the part-time guys, and bro, to be honest with you, there was no week that they worked less than three days. We kind of pivoted a little bit. I don't know if you remember when we had all that hand sanitizer. Yeah, bro, there was one guy that works here. He was setting up, like, firework-style stands around the city selling hand sanitizer.
0: Wow. Dude,
1: he made, like, six grand in a single week. Like, that's coming back. That's paying us our wholesale price. That's what he made.
0: Sick, man.
1: So, you know, we'd work in three days that week.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, so working part-time. And so, like, we did that. That was good for, like, two weeks, you know. And then, luckily, printing started coming back, uh. Once, once all the restaurants started having to push to-go options, yeah, we, we started doing a lot of... We were doing a lot of banners. We were giving away free banners. We gave away probably like free 50 free banners to the city. We were on the news doing that, just like generic ones that said still open or to-go is open. No logo of where it went, but you know, if you're a small restaurant and you needed some help, like, come get this free six-foot-wide banner so you can go hang out up front. Yeah. Um, so we, that that helped.
0: Fuck yeah, bro. Hustler, bro. I love it, man. You know this uh this year's been big for you as well. Uh you and Meg got married. Yeah, bro. Dude, I want to I, I, I want to talk about that, man. I want to talk about Meg, you know, she's uh she's always been such a great person. So positive and just just your right-hand person at the events, dude. Like you would sometimes think that it would be her business of how hard that yeah, she's bro. she's hustling. She'd be out there modeling, then she'll be selling, and then selling her the t-shirt with her face on it. It was just awesome, <laughs> man. And and she was just always a great person to be around, too. Just had great energy, and I just loved the, uh, the relationship you guys had together, man. So I, I wanted to definitely highlight this, man. Tell me what it was like when you had this fashion show and you had the fashion show and uh how you, how you met Meg
1: Well, I met Meg on Facebook. Like back in the day, I think I used to try to you know, slide, you know, back in the day, slide in, in the, the inbox before that was like a thing. <laughs> yeah, in the inbox, you know, and uh I worked out every day back then. Hey, you want to work out? You want to do this? And one time I think she wanted to buy some shirts i gave them to her yeah i probably thought maybe that was my way to slide naturally in. <laughs> she wasn't even there like i dropped him off at her house you know like she was i didn't even meet her i just gave her these two free v-necks you know i don't i never did that for fucking anyone bro like i don't care how attractive you were it's 20 bucks yeah um and i gave them to her so i don't we were supposed to have a fashion show But I canceled the fashion show because, like, the venue that wanted it, it wasn't the normal nightclub that we would do it at. It wasn't the same crowd. I just didn't think it was going to go over well. So I was cool with just sponsoring the night and just making it like a funk fashion party night. And she came, and bro, I thought I was screwed from the get, because, you know, she was like on time, you know, which was fifteen minutes before I got there. Yeah. And here I am coming walking from behind the club from our cars. And she's just standing in the parking lot waiting for me. Oh. And I'm like, oh, bro, this isn't going to go well. This girl's already waiting for me. She's here. Like, shit. Yeah. Bro, and she was, uh, she was, she told me, like, yeah, I was just about to head home. Like, you know, I was sitting there thinking I should just go. I should just go home. Uh, bro, it was a great time. She, you know, like, she hung out later that night than expected. It was kind of awkward because they're like, her ex or something was like living in her house cuz like her her parents kind of handed down their house to her and he needed, he was kind of living there and he had to pick her up like after we had been you know <laughs> hanging out and stuff and, you know he's actually like had like co-signed me to her so it was cool gotcha. but that was the first time we met bro and she was early and i thought i was screwed because i was not very responsible
0: yeah um,
1: but I probably look super cool, bro. You know, I'm in the club. I'm in VIP. <laughs> I got all my friends with me, bro. We got bottles and shit. Everyone's in polos. We're wearing t-shirts. Like we look cool. Yeah. And I've uh, been together ever since. Eight, eight and a half years now, almost.
0: And Meg's a fucking hustler too, man.
1: Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Wife material shirt I made right after that. Long live the Buster shirt. It's Cause my website was getting so much traffic. I'm like, shit. I can sell him something else. Yeah. And i like, babe, are you cool with putting yourself on a T-shirt? You know, that Tits brand was super big back then. My oh, babe, yeah. Like, what do you think about uh, putting wifey material with, like, a car shirt? She was like, it's cool with me. I'm cool with man. it. And, bro, that, I'm pretty sure I paid for nursing school for a little while. Really? <laughs> bro, that shirt was flying for a while.
0: So cool, man. It's just dope to see the relationship. That you guys have together, and you know both of you hustling. I follow both of you guys, and she just, uh, she just became a nurse, right? She just got a job.
1: Uh, no, so she's been like a, a nurse. Where are we at? Probably about almost three and a half years now. But she just started clinicals. She's about to be a nurse practitioner.
0: Got you, got you, got you.
1: So I like, think uh, March should be done being being, or she'll be done with her masters in March. So right now she just started doing clinicals at another hospital for nurse practitioner she stills a nurse at her hospital she's busy right now
0: very cool man was that something that attracted you to her was her was her hustle and ambition
1: without a doubt dude it's a like that's one of the best things about her meg and we're a couple of years I am four years older than meg so when i met meg i was 23 i should have been doing things that at that age that i was doing younger and i really just wanted to work on the brand and sell t-shirts just spread it and she was in school yeah so like she just she was typical like i'm in college i got these classes i work at public supermarket i've been here 6 years my life is very simple you know i'm by the book yeah and then as we went on and she's almost been in school almost this whole time up and she took like a year off maybe mm-hmm. after getting her bachelor's before going back and I've always enjoyed it, cause most of those nights, I, most of those nights I work late. She's at home. She's studying, or uh, you know, she's she's doing something that's school related. So she's not stressing me as bad. Like, yo, babe, where you at? Yeah. You coming home? I'm bored. Yeah. Um. So actually, I kind of fear, like, you know, I'm like seven months away. She's gonna have free time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I <laughs> I might need some free time. <laughs>
0: Man, that's so awesome. So, f- fast forward to today, you got to this year, you guys were uh supposed to get married, but it you ended up having to change the date because of COVID.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to get married uh May 1st. And in the very beginning of Corona, like they thought maybe by then things would be back to normal, so we held on for a little bit. Then they pushed. Then they were talking about the middle of May. So we were like, Meg really didn't want to get married next year. Mm-hmm. To me, man, I could have waited till next year. Um, I knew that we'd have more people come if we waited till next year. But she was like, Yo, I've tailored my school schedule around this wedding. I took a class. I took off a semester so we could go have our wedding. I go on a honeymoon. I, we got to do it sooner than later. Sadly, yeah. because if not, we're gonna do it next fall. So we did it end of June.
0: Yeah. You know, so how,
1: it was soup how was it? Right, it was fun. Uh, you know, we lost like 30, 40 people didn't come. It's kind of lame. A lot of them were local too. Like everyone mm. that was traveling, for the most part, still came. And bro, right, it, it was fun. And it was on a Thursday. Yeah. You know, that was like the only day available. Uh, that was
0: tight. You know, um, I was watching one of the videos from your wedding. And there was the speech with your uh, your stepdad on there. Uh-huh. It uh, it made me tear up a little bit, bro. You know? Did it? Yeah, definitely did it. Um, it made me hope that that's the relationship that I have with my son in the future. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just it's just dope just to be like part of somebody's life where you don't necessarily have to be but you take somebody under your wing and you just you treat them like your own man and that's exactly how i felt so when i was listening to your stepdad talk i was like man that's that's exactly the way that i feel about things you know
1: that shit had me crying i won't even lie i got like a little tear right now thinking about it like my stepdad i remember writing a paper in high school he was my hero he worked at csx making a 100 grand a year and still was delivering pizzas at Papa John's at night because sadly we, we were, we were even with that, I don't know if he was making a hundred, he was making a good living. But my mom wasn't really working. We were always struggling. I think they always stepped in the car purchases when they didn't need them. We always paycheck to paycheck. yeah But that man would go work a real job in a suit and tie where he was a lot of people's supervisor and then he'd be delivering pizzas. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking admirable. And I was in my teenage years, and him and my dad have always got along. And me and my dad we're super close. Yeah. My stepdad's in Philly now, so we don't hang out. But my dad and I, we're we're extremely close, man. And uh, they've never had bad words to say about each other. They fought, they love each other, dude. Yeah. You know, they they could get married for all they care. They'd be so. They, <laughs> yeah. They, they love each other, dude. So it's super cool. And that dude, that speech. I was not expecting that speech. I knew he'd have probably the, the better one of the evening, but that shit was touching. I'm happy to see that other people, yeah, it impacted them. I didn't know for a long time that wasn't your son. Yeah, and you know, I de- I think when he reaches a certain age, he won't. He'll only look at you one way. You know.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely, man. I, I mean, we're um, uh, <clears throat> we're expecting in February, so we're gonna be having I saw that. Yeah.
1: Meg told me that like two days ago. Yeah, man. So That's stoked, time.
0: bro. You know, but I, how I feel is like you know I've never been a father from the beginning. But anything after four, I'm pretty good. I think I think I got that in the bag. But I think I think anything after four is probably the easy stuff too. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you gotta do diapers and stuff like that's the shit I don't want to do. Yeah, but.
0: you know what I think it's gonna feel like, bro. I think it's gonna feel like um, the weekend of a show, but just every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but i'm excited well, my for best
1: it. friends my best friend just had a, his little daughter like four weeks ago and he's the young one in the group he's like i think jordan's 27 yeah. maybe he's 28 now he's the young one though i've seen him once since then you know like he's the he's always been super super like accountable you know he's coming he's gonna help out but he's loving me
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's not super, it's pretty cute i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> Yeah. So I think I like it more than my wife. Yeah. <laughs> He's changing diapers. He doesn't mind. I'm like, bro, that sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. But I always talk to people, dude, and they say, you know, once you have a kid, it's just like something that switches inside of you. And, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like so many switches inside of me were switched on way before that they should have been switched on, you know? So I'm just excited what this next is going to be like, you know, if this is just going to take my yeah. hustle into the next level, you know? 'Cause right now can, can you
1: put a baby seat in the back of that MA? Oh hell
0: yeah, dude. We could put two back there. <laughs> <laughs> two in the me and then see two in the passenger side and then uh we'll see Ash later. <laughs> <laughs> but life is good, man. You know what I I'm I'm so happy to see uh you doing well, bro. You deserve everything that you have, dude. And it's I know that you say it's a blessing and it's it's luck and it's it's not bro, it's the chances that you took the hard work that you put into it and you know you're you're just drive to just make something out of nothing you know you you killed it bro and you deserve everything that you have coming to you brother
1: appreciate it
0: brother yeah appreciate it bb yeah bb <laughs> hell yeah Noah's a bb guys um most of you guys wouldn't know but uh if i call you bb then that means you're my you're my real friend <laughs> <laughs> i like those prints behind you man let's uh that's your boy kyle right
1: yeah bro kyle drew that um
0: i love that fucking dude stuff. bro he's crazy man
1: yeah. <laughs> bro he's giving me hell all damn day today he came by his studio is not far we're together every day goes, bro you just talked to the prank i don't know why you're anxious who'd <laughs> be <being> such pussy
0: <laughs> i think he was with us that time at timmy's house right
1: yeah, bro. Because yeah. I remember Timmy being like, "Yo, just be careful with the dog. Don't the female one doesn't always like being a pet." And Kyle's just like fucking <laughs> smacking the dogs. You know, shoot. Kyle painted Timmy's garage. Yeah, I remember we that. There. That I think weekend you went to. Yes. So, dude, he gets paid for that now.
0: Yeah. He gets
1: paid a good amount of money, bro. If Timmy had a if Timmy said, "Hey, Kyle, can you paint the other wall in the garage?" Kyle would be like, $2,500. bucks. I'll be there."
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> you know, people pay. You seen those cartoon cars he's, Fuck he Fuck yeah, like dude. Let, what,
0: what's his uh, Instagram again?
1: Kbmer1, K-B-M-E-R-1, or uh,
0: O-N-E. Is that the one that he does all the prints and stuff on? Yeah. Got it. Make sure you guys check him out. Uh, he's very, very artistic and uh, just a different kind of cat, bro. He's a different kind of cat. Yeah. And you see him and you're like, yeah, I like this dude. I don't know why. I just fucking like this guy. And then uh, you can watch his music video, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think that I think that phase is over, luckily at, at the moment. Hell no, bring that <laughs> shit back. <laughs> bro, he loves it, bro. I'm a true artist. I do I draw and I make music. I'm like, bro, you're way better at drawing but if you <laughs> like making music. That's
0: great. That music video had me fucking dying, bro. <laughs> oh my god. I'm putting it out there. I hope he doesn't get mad at me. Was that Mandarino? <laughs> Like, like Dan
1: Marino. Like yeah.
0: da- Dan Marino?
1: <laughs> That's his favorite. Where was a dolphin player <laughs> oh, I'm gonna dude, watch it after this. Yeah, there's one year, and you know how Kyle Kyle's built, bro. He's he's pretty scrawny, yeah. and he came to IA, and it's usually it was to help bring stuff, like, hey, bro, can you drive your car too, and we'll load it up. But this year it was to bring stuff and to DJ from the booth. Oh shit! Okay. It was pretty cool, man. We had you know, he was loving it, you know, and he's giving away free stickers, free mandarino stickers. And some some guy comes up to the booth holding one. He goes, Hey, did this come from here? And I'm like, Yeah, that's our DJ over there, it's his sticker. He's been giving them out. Oh, cool. We thought, it got, you know, we thought everything was normal. All of a sudden this dude, you put this fucking sticker on my car, what the fuck is your problem? And this dude, like I remember talking to Danielle from Jay's Racing, and she goes, "Yo, he's like a drill sergeant in the army. He's like, he's like five eight, little stocky dude. But bro, he is yelling at Kyle. Like, you put this fucking sticker on my car. Uh, it's like, it, it's a beautiful ass GTR. Yeah. I'm like, it's I felt bad someone put a sticker on his car. Yeah. But dude, he's at my booth yelling at him. And so everyone in my booth, and we step out. And I'm like, yo, bro, you need to calm down. I'm trying to talk to him, and here's Kyle. I didn't put any fucking stickers on that car, bro. I've been fucking DJing the whole time. Why would you? Why would I even do that? I've been giving people fucking stickers for free, and I'm just like looking at Kyle, and I'm like, yo, this dude definitely gonna make it through like three or four of us. You know, you're probably gonna be the first one, and he's a little cool right now, bro. Quit yelling. I diffused it, bro. But like, literally, I had a look at the guy like, bro, you really think? me i can see your car we're gonna put a sticker on your fucking car yeah like so happen come on dude (laughs) you're getting like this is bad for business you know lowered lifestyles he's in between me and lowered lifestyles booth matt's right there like oh shit man what's
0: about to happen yeah Uh, oh man i could use a friend around like you every once in a while bro but i'm sometimes just like kyle like fuck you bro (laughs) (laughs) remember what you said (laughs)
1: And when the dude walked away, I'm like, "Cow, dude, that dude would have beat your ass." He goes, yeah, I know, man. <laughs> but what am I gonna
0: do? I'm just gonna get pumped. <laughs> oh shit, I love it. All right, so this is this is the pitch area, bro. Everybody listening, if you're on your fucking hustle right now, I've told you so many times. All you need to do is find a reliable t-shirt company and get your fucking hustle on. This is your free gem right here, Prince RS. I've been using them since 2005 dude 15
1: 15
0: 2015 excuse me 15 um i've talked about this so many times like guys if you if you have these resources just use them like even go to a local a local uh you know um restaurant you know local restaurant that you know that this is the popular restaurant everybody listening like tdm is a a taco place right you go there, even if you know how to do, like, um, like illustrator, art, Photoshop, or whatever. Photoshop their yeah. logo. Photoshop a t-shirt. Take a picture in there and be like, hey, man, you can sell these shirts. Check this out. If you want some, it's going to be X amount. Go over to fucking Noah. Get the order. Go take it to the people, and you make the money in between. And that's just such an easy hustle right there, dude. Oh, right,
1: that's it. That's, that's all, all ready, it though, is, bro.
0: It's all about who you know, guys, and now you know one of my connects right here. So make sure you guys hit them up. Noah, what are some of the, the services that you can offer people?
1: Screen printing, embroidery, direct-to-garment printing, uh, heat transfer services, plastic transfers. We do stickers. We don't run a lot of stickers. I think we're better at other things. But with that being said, canvas printing, window purse you know for local people closer people to us if you got a restaurant or a business you need the storefront done we do that um hell yeah we do a lot but for, for merch people bro it's all about the apparel stuff. So.
0: now the do people need to come with the the t-shirts and the blanks or is that something that you could provide
1: we, we can provide all that perfect you know, if, if someone comes in they're like hey these are the blanks i i i like i can supply them most people feel like that's going to give them a better price, mm. but all I'm going to do is just deduct the price of the shirt. Right?
0: Now, does that really give you a, a a better price? Like maybe take away a few bucks here and there? You, usually, usually not. Gotcha. If
1: you go to the right shop and you use the right verbiage, and you go, "Hey, I'm looking for a contract print shop," mm-hmm. you might find that, "Hey, here's our price sheet. This is how we operate. We will never supply the blanks to you." Gotcha. We will never do custom artwork for you. You need to come to us with the shirts, the art files, the renderings, and we'll print it. Mm -hmm. And you usually don't get the best quality printing. Yeah. At, you know, the price that gives you the best price.
0: Gotcha. Uh, So. All right. Now, um, do you still do some of the artwork or have you passed that down to somebody else?
1: Uh, I do a little bit of art here and there, you know, like I've always loved, like simplistic text-based designs, but like making them clean, you know, not just like words. Yeah. If something comes across the pipeline like that, I'll be like, yo, Ray, I'll do that one. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. Send that to the VA, let the VA do it. And then I'll twitch it. You know, I'll tweak it when it comes back. Um, But nowadays, luckily we can do art in house to a degree. If it's something custom, I call Kyle and he'll come and he'll draw it on his iPad. And then I'll go and I'll add text and stuff. But we still do design work. Got you.
0: Hell yeah, Noah. I'm I'm happy for you, bro. And I uh, I'm motivated. You know, every time I see yeah. your post, every every uh, every goal that you reach, man, it just motivates me more, man. I want to thank you for that, for real. Ah, oh,
1: bro. I'm glad it I'm glad it helps inspire you, bro. Hell yeah,
0: man. We need people like that, dude. Because it's easy to get inspired by somebody from a book or something, some celebrity. But then it's it's as easy for that just to wear off. But when you yeah. know somebody and you've seen where they've come from and you see their hustle and they're still uh, pedal to the metal right now, man, you know, it's it's very inspiring, dude. And there's very few people in this industry that I would hold to the same level of hustle as you, because I've seen it firsthand. I've seen the work that you mm-hmm. put in and uh, we've been in the trenches together, brother. And uh, I'd I love to see where you're taking all of this.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, hell yeah. It's a team now, though, bro. We got a good team. That's what's up, That's man. Fun. So let's
0: shoot. Let's shout out the team. Who do we have over there?
1: Shit, we got Ray at the top with me handling all the sales. We got Jackie Moon, real name Michael Vidal. He's a uh, he's kind of like Ray's little a Padawan with sales. Jackie is great in the face-to-face sales, but the B-to-B, yeah, we're tweaking it. We're getting there. Gotcha. you. Um. I got my brother Ricky Lay. He handles what we call the tiny tea department. That's for all of our vinyl based services. Um he bro, right, he works like me. I love that pool.
0: Hell oh, yeah.
1: Um in the warehouse, though, it's me. It's Cart. Cart kinda, he kind of oversees everything, you know, but I love being hands-on, so I just spend a little too much time printing.
0: Yeah.
1: Got my buddy Ira, buddy Ryan, uh Jackie works inside doing sales two days and in the warehouse three days. So it's what is it, seven of us, eight of us? Wow. I don't know.
0: That's <laughs> awesome, brother. Good so, shit, man. So if anybody wants to uh, get any work done by you, what is the best practice to follow?
1: Um, Instagram, you can DM us or princearuss.com. You can put in an inquiry through the website. You can call. You know, unlike the old days, bro, when it was just, you know, me and, you know, I'm not going to answer a phone call. You got to text me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bro, we answer every call now. You know, we got, we have, I like guess, it feels like a sales team yeah. now. You know, we don't, we don't scoop a beat. And I love it because I don't have to do it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just bringing it all to life, making sure it looks correct and that, uh you know,
0: yeah. it's going to get approved. Hell yeah. I love it, bro. I wish you the best of success. And you need anything from me, man, please let me know because, I'm going to need something from you, man. I'm going to make a list right now. My mind is going. But, uh, Noah, thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate it. Hey,
1: no problem, brother. We should have done this
0: earlier. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'm glad it's we did it. Long. Better, Better late than never, bro. Um, for sure. Make sure you guys please check out Prince R Us. Uh, we're going to have it listed below. I know there's one hustler listening right now that's going to take me up on this offer. So please let me know. Uh, hit him up and... Uh, Just make this extra money, man. You can make it happen. Noah made it happen. I made it happen. Anybody can make it happen. It just takes that fucking hustle, man. So uh, Noah, I want to thank you for being here. Really appreciate your time. Uh, big shout out to our sponsor, toe Automotive. Been around since 2002, supplying you guys with your Honda parts. Make sure you guys check them out at HealtoAuto.com or on Instagram at toe Automotive. And a big, big shout out to Action Clutch. Uh, they've been around since, I, th- I think, in like the 70s, man. Um, Clutch is made, yeah, right? Hustling, family business. I love it, dude. Eric's a great guy, man. And, um, they have clutches that handle up to 1200 horsepower. Family business, and they're made in LA, man. Who else do you want to support but that, man? Make sure you guys check them out at actionclutch.com or on Instagram at actionclutch. And please, guys, please just take advantage of this hookup right now. I usually don't give away gems, but this is one that you guys could all have because I know it feeds my boy right here. And uh, I try to shoot him layups every time that I can, bro. I'm going to get a stamp card one of these days. but uh i know everybody's looking for a good printer man and it's hard to find one so make sure you guys check out princearrest.com and thank you so much for listening man this is downtime with downstar episode 204 and we're out peace